0: Hello, it's Andrew May, and welcome to the Performance Intelligence Podcast, bite Size Edition. This is where we take a clip from a previous podcast and amplify it for you in a snack-sized format. What are some of the toughest lessons you've been through in your life, and what did you learn from these lessons? In this Bite-Sized episode, Ross Savas Tells me about some of the challenging times in his life from family tragedy to medical emergencies and what he's learned from pushing through the other side and coming out stronger ross shares some of the strategies that have helped him grow as a person and when you listen to ross talk there's clues success leaves clues and there is a reason why ross is one of australia in fact arguably one of the world's greatest real estate agents he's so humble He's so giving of his time, but he's really focused and really strategic. So you've obviously learned over the years to listen to those feelings, to feel the body, the mindset, maybe you're not as sharp as you normally are. Is that something that's come with time or did you have that from a young age as well?
1: No, look, I, I think it came with time, definitely came with time. I mean, I would run myself into the ground as a young man. I can tell you uh, there's been you know many times uh, where I, I have and I just kept working and You know, there's a famous uh, story where I I trained myself to sleep uh, only sort of two or three hours a night. And that caused me some real heart issues, uh, real issues with um, my physical uh, well-being. And you need sleep. Your body needs sleep. It's so important to have sleep and so important to have rest. And I recognize that after those events. And I've never looked back since.
0: I want to pull on that thread a little bit more. First of all, did you read about Margaret Thatcher, Alan Jones surviving on three or four hours, an entrepreneur? What prompted in your mind to think, I am going to train myself? And I will underscore, I'm an exercise physiologist and uh, most people need between sort of six and a half to eight and a half or nine hours. And most people, most who sleep for two or three hours get really sick. But what brought on that idea to do that to start?
1: Well, I love what I do so much. And I was communicating so much with the international market we are in the real stage of building our international relationship, uh, you know, or curating those relationships and and really investing in them and investing in people and families. And it's addictive. And uh, I thought, look, imagine if I could sleep less. I could do more. How fantastic is that? So uh, I thought to myself, well, I've got great discipline. I've got great focus. I'll do it. I'll just do it. So you work up to it. But I woke up to it and then I did it for a while and,
0: and it did, didn't work out. How long did you go for, for two to three hours? Uh,
1: probably uh, uh, the last, the third year was, you know, I hit a wall. I mean, uh, uh, when I say I hit a wall, I, I hit a pretty pretty bad wall. My heartbeat was going um upwards, uh, you know, sort of touching uh, times, 300 beats a minute, and we didn't know why, and I was taken at the hospital uh, in one year six times in an ambulance. Wow. So it was it was not good, and um, I did a sleep. The professor at uh, Epworth Hospital wouldn't allow me to leave, and he, I walked into his uh, office. They made me uh, go and see him immediately, and he was looking at me, and I said, is there something wrong? And he said, I think you should sit down. And he said, um, you were on your BlackBerry. All night, I said, oh, yeah, I was uh, working," and he said, "You slept two, two hours." I said, "Yeah, yeah, no problem." He said, "Well, I need to chat to you because it is a problem, and you're going to die. And if you don't change your ways, you will drop dead. I will guarantee you. And that's pretty that's pretty severe. I mean, that's really severe. And um, you know, I've had a couple of really bad health scares like that, and um, they're very confronting. And uh, I had another one." When I was about uh, a few years ago, uh, 48, and um, that was um, that was uh, pretty bad. And uh, so, uh, you know, I had to have a, an operation and have a tumour removed and uh, it was very confronting. I got out of hospital and I thought, ah, you know, I'm right, I can do this. And so I went straight back to work, which is the wrong thing to do. And unfortunately, I then had um, some very severe hemorrhaging, which... I then had to lie flat for the next two weeks in bed and not move because um, I already had two weeks in hospital, so I needed to lie flat. And um, so I was very lucky. I dodged an incredible bullet and um, my doctor saved my life. And without that surgery and the immediacy of the surgery, so by the time they found the tumour, I was operated uh, within 24 hours, I was operated on. And uh, basically, uh, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't that quick.
0: I could hear the quiver in your voice when you're explaining that, and I could see the change in your posture and physicality. So, that obviously still conjures emotion in you. And, and you know, we know this from psychological research, but you know, forget the research, just personal experience. The biggest challenges in our lives, the toughest times, is when we get the biggest lessons. You know, when you're sailing along five, 10 years, double digit growth, business is awesome, no economic hard times, no physical challenges, no relationship challenges. It gets a bit easy. But when you look back, just sort of piecing together the timeline, 12 years of age, losing your father, that's a huge, huge thing for a young boy to process.
1: We had um, – that was uh, – he was my hero. He was my best friend. He was my sporting pal, and it was tough, really tough. And uh, I had an incredible mother and an incredible grandmother. I mean, they're just incredible people and uh, really um, – it showed me the right road, helped me through difficult times. I think that uh, we had a massive car accident when I was 14. Unfortunately, my my aunt um, died in the car. I was a passenger and uh, seeing her die at 14 after losing my father, my uncle was incredibly severely damaged and uh, spent months and months and months in hospital having operation after operation. It was uh, such a difficult time, and um, I think you take those times and you think, you know, oh my God, and you cling on to your life, and you are so thankful and grateful that you got through those times because it could have worked out badly. And but it taught me resilience. It taught me to get through. It taught me to push through. And I can tell you, there were many nights that I used to take my dog for a walk and say could have been me in that car. I was sitting in the front seat and we had a head-on collision. I mean, it was a miracle that I survived and and I survived basically without a scratch, basically. Of course, there were injuries, but, you know, it could have been horrendous. And um, so I think those are the lessons. And doing martial arts after that taught me about discipline, taught me about focus, taught me about what your body can do if you train it. And then I started training, you know, my mind and focusing my mind and not giving up and going through different, you know, pain thresholds. And uh, it was really interesting to push through. And, you know, there's a famous speech where a Navy SEAL talks about the Navy SEAL training and the 10 lessons, you know. I mean, it's incredible. And, yeah, I mean, it's just incredible. And I I think we as Australians are resilient people. We are great people. And we help our neighbour, you know, we we have a farm and going down, you know, we'd walk to the neighbour, when I say walk, you know, the neighbour's quite far away, and we'd go and get some flour or some sugar if we ran out, and we'd go back up. I mean, it was just those values, those beautiful values of helping each other have stayed with me forever, and I hope that I can pass it on to everyone that, you know, I touch and meet because those are the values that will get us through the, these difficult times and difficult moments. And being in that hospital room for two weeks it was really difficult and uh, was scary and it was confronting. And however, I, I am here and I'm very grateful that I'm here and I'm well. And um, I can influence discussion and uh, help people and um, add to their life and uh, to the fabric of their life and help their children and their grandchildren. And I'm blessed to have that. I'm really blessed to have that. I feel so thankful.
0: Hi again, it's Andrew, and I hope you really enjoyed that episode. We would appreciate if you helped to amplify the Performance Intelligence podcast by sharing episodes with your friends and with your colleagues, by going to iTunes and leaving a rating and review. This really does help get the message out to a wider audience and I love reading the comments as well. If you'd like to know more about booking me as a speaker at your next annual conference or company offsite, or purchasing one of the books I've written, including Matchfit, or if you'd just like to receive my monthly e-newsletter, which is called the AM edition, that has stacks of information specific to all things human performance go to andrewmay.com and we'll see you on the next edition of Performance Intelligence.